1: begin to be poured out upon all men wow. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, This is that Spoken by the prophet Joel. Spoken by the prophet uh-huh. This is that Spoken by the prophet Joel. Spoken by the prophet uh-huh. In the last days I pour out my spirit saying Lord begin the mock and said they've had too much to drink. He said this set these men on my drunk as she said. Here come the preaching, and the will begin to flow. They call a and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized everyone. Falling and the well still flowing The promise has an ended. you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning Just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit You will speak with other tongues That's still the way That the Holy Ghost comes hi, 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 hi. This, is this is it i spoken by the prophet John.
2: Hello everyone, you are tuning in to the Tell It, you have tuned in to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, good to have you with us, broadcasting live this February, what is it, February 5th, 2023, from the studios of Dickinson North, KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota, AM station right here in Dickinson, also picked up on the internet by net and also by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so if you're listening tonight on one of those three venues, you could be listening live to the AM radio show live to the to uh, it on the internet or maybe it, you're listening later uh, cuz these are all podcasted. They uh, anywhere you just anywhere you can hear podcasts, you just put in Pastor Bob Simons, you'll find me, I guess. So that's kind of neat. I have people texting me throughout the week that are listening later than than what our Sunday night... We're, it's 8.06 Mountain Time here, and so in, in Dickinson, North Dakota, so I don't know what time it is where you're at, but I'm glad that you're tuning in. We pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We'd be glad to meet you. Happy to meet you. We've got... Um, a great church, some great people. In fact, I just found out about a couple ladies that are going to be out doing some door knocking coming up, and I was so excited to hear that. Man, man, it just we've got great prison ministries going, a good Sunday school department, just a lot of things. So, if you live in the Dickinson, North Dakota area, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to have you come and visit us at our church. Again, five hundred one Elks Drive. The number that I'm giving out that you can text me on. You can also call me and text me during the week, 701-290-7862. Some people have already been texting in, some of my faithful listeners. Good to have you listening tonight. We have uh, Brother Paul Luna listening. We have Brother Johnson listening, Brother Jones listening tonight. We have Brother Griffith tuning in. We have um, Sister Beth uh, tuning in. We have uh, Sydney listening. Oh, boy, it's been a long time since I've had Sydney tune in, all the way from Ashley, North Dakota. It's good to have Sydney. I I heard Sydney has her own place now. That's what somebody told me. She's living on her own, so that's kind of neat. Good to have her listening tonight. We uh, have church on Sundays at 10 o'clock. Sunday School 11 is our worship service on Saturday nights at 7.30. Uh, Friday mornings we have a Bible study, a men's Bible study. A lot of things going on. At the Tell It Like It Is show, we had a we had a um, uh, friendship Sunday today, so we had a meal after church. So that was neat. Um, we've got um, Brother uh, Patterson listening tonight. He just texted me, um, so good to have him listening. Well, what should I do here first? <laughs> I've got got my guitar in the studio. Brother Luna likes my singing. I know that. Maybe I'll sing him a song. I'm um, going to kind of wade wait, wait into my topic tonight, which is going to be the same topic I spoke about in church. Let's see here. Let's see if which song should I sing. I'm on live radio. I better make up my mind here. Got my foot on the rock, my name on the roll. I got Jesus in my heart, salvation in my soul. It's a long road. It's a long road. It's a long road, brother, but you'll make it to the city someday. Now, don't tell me no story about reincarnation. Never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. It's only one rebirth and there ain't no imitation You can have it today, doesn't matter who you are Get your feet on the rock, your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul It's a long road, it's a long road It's a long road, brother, but you'll make it to the city someday Now don't tell me no story about Salt Lake City Well, they got a good choir, but listen, brother, that is not the place (laughs) The place of my salvation is just outside Jerusalem And there's more than just a lake, there's oceans of a saving grace Get your feet on the rock, name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul It's a long road It's a long road It's a long road, brother But you'll make it to the city someday Now don't tell me about no guru Flying in spread wisdom With his divine lights And his divine jet plane, too My sins weren't washed away By no Maharishi I said there's only one gate Only one way to get through I said, there's only one gate and there's only one way to get through. I said, there's only one gate and there's only one way to get through. Yeah, listen. You gotta repent of your sins. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Let the Holy Ghost come in. And you'll never be the same. Get your feet on the rock. And your name on the road. (laughs) Had to get it out of my system. Well, let's see here. Ever hear the word inclusivity? Inclusivity we'll Talk about that tonight. The title of the broadcast will be Inclusivity. We um I want to just read a scripture. The uh, in in let's see in Mark chapter two and verse fourteen the Bible says that um, and he passed by and he saw Levi, the son of Elpheus, sitting at the receipt of custom and said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with the publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with the publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He goes on. He's the light of the world, Jesus is. Talking about inclusivity, I'm going to get to that scripture in a little bit. That is a buzzword today for all kinds of strange things. Um, You know, the... um, Inclusivity means that you can do anything you want and then somehow that society is supposed to accept it. Like you can be a furry. You know, I guess a furry is people that think they're animals. Is that right? They're furries. And so inclusivity says that I have to accept that. So if I was an employer and they came to, to work dressed up like as a puppy or a kitty, that I would have to accept that, that I couldn't fire them because of that. That's what a modern version of inclusivity means, which another way of saying it is inclusion or not excluding anyone. Uh, it's it, it has become a buzzword. I, I was just at a meeting in Fargo on Friday, on Saturday, and the preacher was saying that he was at an airport and there was a lady that came into the men's bathroom at the airport and he looked at her and told her, you need to leave he said, this is our bathroom. You can't come in here. I thought, I don't know if I would have had the guts to do that or not. Good for you. I mean, I, I, you know, i that's true, isn't it? I mean, I can't even have my own bathroom. But I guess maybe I'm not practicing inclusivity. You know, I want to talk about this subject tonight because um, its if it wasn't so sad, it would be humorous but it's not even close to humorous because there are people that are actually believing that that this is the way it's supposed to be like like you can be you can act wrong and of course it's a free country you can do that here but that somehow that that people need to you need it needs to be inclusive it needs to be somehow normalized now uh you know, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat that I'm not into that. I, I'm not. I, I, um, I, I don't. We are, our society is getting so mixed up, folks. And and I, you know, I just need to say it on the air. But I mean, I didn't have any choice about my gender. I mean, I was born, you know, a man, a boy. I didn't have any choice. I mean, that's the way God made me. Um, you know, I, you know, there's, there's. The, this this world is getting so strange. I think some of it has to do with Hollywood and television trying to program people and brainwash people into some kind of a weird ideal ideology of thinking. Uh, you know, I I don't. This program is not about politics. It never has been. This is this topic is not about politics. We we are seeing horrible things happen. Children are are going through uh, sex changes before they're even old enough to to know even what's going on. like, I mean, it's a free country, but a child shouldn't be able to decide that. I mean, a child doesn't get to decide hardly anything, so why could they decide that? But all in the name of inclusivity, inclusion. Now, Jesus, there's different types of inclusivity, uh, there's there's different types of it. Um, we're going to talk about the kind that Jesus promoted. Uh, you know, I read in the Scripture where, you know, Jesus uh, was eating at the house of Levi and a bunch of people there that weren't probably very religious, probably not necessarily good people. Jesus was reaching out to them. Scribes and Pharisees noticed that they said, "You're being too inclusive." You know, you're not, you're not, um, you know, you know, you shouldn't hang around people like that. Jesus said, "Well, why? Why did he hang around people like that?" Well, his purpose was, he said, that he came to call sinners to repentance. Um, you know, this this is the kind of inclusion that I believe in, and I'm going to say it over and over tonight in the broadcast, just, just in case somebody's just driving by and turns me on for five minutes, the only ones who will be excluded from the kingdom of God are those who do not want to be included. But when God calls us, which is his form of inclusion, and I've got a lot of scripture here tonight, he calls us, but we, there's still a response that has to happen. You know, if, I'll do this if you do that. That's the way God says it. You know, it's kind of like the woman that was caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8. This woman was brought to Jesus. She had been caught in the very act of committing adultery. Jesus uh, wrote some things in the sand. The people that brought her all left. You know, I'm so curious what he wrote in the sand. I kind of think I know, but they all left, and Jesus looked up and he said, where are your accusers? And she said, I don't have any. He said, I'm not going to accuse you either. But I want you to notice what Jesus' next words were. He said, I'm not going to condemn you either. Where are your condemners? Where, where?" She goes, no man. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. But he didn't say this, go and keep committing adultery. He didn't say, go and just ignore the Bible. But Jesus said, go and sin no more. I did a broadcast a while back about how people, sometimes they don't misquote John chapter 3, but they don't read the whole thing. And that's just as bad sometimes. But in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then, Then it goes on to say that Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. And many people stop there and they say, See, Pastor Bob, Jesus didn't come to condemn anybody. But unfortunately they fail to continue reading because the Bible, the next verses say, it's because you were already condemned before before Jesus ever got here because our sin has condemned us. So, yes, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. We were already condemned. He came to save the world. He came to save a bunch of condemned people. I love that message, by the way. See, God's form of inclusion or being inclusive is not that you can do anything you want and be included in the kingdom of God. But what it means is you can come from any background that there is and if you answer the call of god in your life he will include you in his kingdom you know i i want to just give hope tonight and you know i'll go back and forth you know this is going to get a little hard but but i hope I, I i shine through with hope but this is you know anyone is a candidate to be adopted by god he is not racist he's not uh, nationalistic, uh, he anybody, Americans don't have a better chance or better favor with God than somebody from overseas or from a different culture. You see, anybody, anyone has the opportunity to be adopted into God's family. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Why don't you blow up my phone tonight with um, good texts. No, no, Critical ones, 701-290-7862. Haven't played this song for a while. It's really outdated, but it's still kind of neat.
3: George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay. Names synonymous with the spirit of our country. Founding fathers of the U.S.A. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead, You need God in America again. Of the 55 men who formed the Constitution, 52 were active members of their church. Founding fathers like Noah Webster, who wrote the first dictionary, could literally quote the Bible chapter and verse. James Madison said, we've staked our future and our ability to follow the Ten Commandments with all our heart. These men believed you couldn't even call yourself an American if you subvert the Word of God. In his farewell address, Washington said, you can't have national morality apart from religious principle, and it's true. Because right now we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. The only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again.
1: The only hope
4: for America is Jesus' only hope for our country is him. If we repent of our ways, stand firm and say,
3: Blinken said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So when you eliminate the word of God from the classroom and politics, you eliminate the nation that word protects. America is now number one in teen pregnancy and violent crime. Number one in illiteracy, drug use and divorce. Every day a new holocaust of 5,000 unborn die while pornography floods our streets like open sewers.
4: America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church, while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah vex us all. When it gets to the point where people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's the sign that judgment of God is gonna fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up church, it's now. And as the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim, that it's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, we want God in America again. It's time, America, to stand up and proclaim that one nation under God is our demand, and send this evil lifestyle back to Satan where it came from, and let the word of God revive our dying land, for Jesus Christ is coming back again in all his glory, and every eye shall see him on that day. That's why a new anointing of God's power is coming on us, to boldly tell the world you must be saved. Because astrology won't save you Your horoscope won't save you The Bible says these things are all a farce If you're born again You don't need to look to the stars for your answers Because you can look to the very one who made those stars History tells us time and time again To live like there's no God makes you a fool If you want to see kids live right Stop handing out condoms Let's start handing out the word of God in schools The only hope For America is Jesus The only hope for our country is Him
2: That's a good old song. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Glad you're listening. Thank you for texting me tonight, which you can do at 701-290-7862. We're talking about the Bible version of inclusivity. My brother Griffith said, is it is it the same as coexist? Uh, maybe. Maybe, it, maybe it's the same. Uh, inclusivity uh, has a positive side to it, like in the workplace and so on. For, uh, you know, for true, um, I don't know, topics, but the things that are going on now are buzzwords of just ridiculousness. But Jesus, his version of inclusivity was, if you'll answer the call, then you can be his disciple. Luke chapter 14 Jesus said, Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So, the same Jesus who, John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, anybody that believes on him should not, you know, have everlasting life, they should not perish. Uh, Jesus, the same Jesus that said, Come unto me all you that are heavy laden. You know, He also said that if you don't love me more than anything else, you can't be my disciple, John or Luke 14. You know, that same Jesus who said that anybody can come to God, anybody can serve God, anybody can live for God. It was the same Jesus when he was talking about marriage and divorce. In Matthew 19 and 4, it says, He answered unto them and said, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male? and female, and he said for this cause shall a man leave father and mother, shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. You know, Jesus is the one that made up the rules about marriage. He said he made them at the beginning, male and female. That's Adam and Eve were a man and a woman. And he said God's design for marriage was that one man would marry one woman and they would stay married until, you know, one of them died. That's God's plan. Now, if you say, well, that doesn't sound very inclusive to me, Pastor Bob, well, I I don't know what to tell you because I'm just telling you, Jesus wants to save everybody. If you've been married and divorced ten times, he wants to save you right now. I mean, we can't do anything about what we did in the past. But you can certainly do something about what you're going to do after you give your life to Jesus. You know, uh, the the program's not going to get, like, super deep probably tonight. Uh, but, you know, this... This concept that somehow inclusivity means that anything goes. Like like God is this, this big, you know, panda bear God that you, you know, poke him in the belly and he laughs. And some old kind of grandpa God that, you know, like, you know, yeah, I don't really care what you do, you know, just love everybody and so on. That's not That's not biblical. The Bible says there are things that are right. There are things that are wrong. There are things that are good there are things that are evil, there are things that please God, and there are things that displease God, and there are things that anger God. See, that's not the kind of inclusivity that this crazy world is talking about. But the kind of inclusivity that God is talking about is that I want you to start living for me. I want you to give your life to me. And I don't care who you are. Now, It's interesting to me, and I I had to delete lots of scriptures for my notes just because there were too many. There were, I mean, way too many. Because even though the gospel call is universal and God wants, you know, this is the takeaway. If If you're just driving around Dickinson tonight and you say, God, have I been so bad that I can't serve you? I want you to understand you can start now. You can begin again. The name of our church is New Life Pentecostal Church, and the reason it's called New Life is because I'm a believer that you can start right now. I don't care, like I say, what you've messed up. But if you're not going to do right, he's not going to accept you. You know, that's what that's what God told Cain in the very first stories of the Bible— Cain was uh was his sacrifice wasn't accepted and 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 he was angry about it and God told Cain if you do well I'll accept you. But if you don't do well sin is lying at your door. You know there are people folks that don't want this at this currently don't want this. There are backsliders that don't want anything to do with God. Now, I pray for them. You know, what's interesting to me, ever since I discovered the power of a prayer list, (laughs) if you go to our church and you walk away from God, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop praying for you. But honestly, that's about all I can do. Now, if you want to serve God and you're just struggling... If you want to serve God and you're trying, there's a lot I can do to help you. But if you don't want to live for God, there isn't anything I can do to help you. And the Bible says that I've got to know that and stay away from that. 1 Corinthians 5 and 11, Paul said, Now I have written unto you not to keep company, not to hang around with people, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such a one, no not to eat. So now we find Jesus eating with a bunch of sinners but here Paul says you shouldn't eat with certain people. What's the difference? Well, number one, Jesus was trying to reach these people. Number two, these people wanted to know about Jesus. Romans sixteen seventeen says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. That's, that's sad, but it's true. You see, there is a time The the very nature of the gospel itself will call people to repentance, but it excludes people that don't want to do what's right. You know this this uh, like I'll give you an example. Let's say that you are hungry for God. Start being hungry for God, and let's say that you're with a woman that you're not. She's not your wife. You're with a man. He's not your husband. You come to church and you feel the presence of God and maybe you come up to the front of the church and pray and you really are touched by God and I'm, I'm going to pray with you, absolutely. But after you're done praying, you hear Bible teaching saying that you're not supposed to be living with somebody you're not married to. You're going to have to come to a decision. It's not that Jesus wants to exclude you, but you'll exclude yourself if you're not going to line up to the Word of God. This is not hard to understand. I, I maybe, I'm, I maybe I'm dumbing this down to the point where everybody's insulted. I don't know. But something has happened in our religious world where people think that they can stay living in sin and still be one of God's children. That's not biblical. That's not something you're going to find in the New Testament. 2 Corinthians, like I said, I had to cut a lot of scriptures out of this portion of this today, but 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, is that talking about trying to reach people for the gospel? Of course not. But what is it talking about? It's talking about our fellowship. It's talking about hanging out with people that have no interest in the gospel and just hanging out with them to to, uh, to uh, go to their entertainments or whatever. Now, if you're reaching out to people, if you're reaching out to the lost, this is the balancing act that we've got to find. Paul, in 2 Corinthians six seventeen in the, those same verses, he said, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Be separate. See, Jesus, even though he tried to include all men to be saved, he also, the Bible says that we need to be separate and separate from sin. You can tell the difference between a child of God and one that's not a child of God. There are clear distinctions. There are clear lines. Not only by the way they talk. Like, children of God don't swear. They don't use vulgar language. Children of God don't lie. They don't steal. They don't dress like Uh, If they're a woman, they don't dress like a prostitute in public. Children of God don't do that. You see, there are clear lines. And it looks like it's exclusive. But this is not an exclusive club. Anybody can join. But once you join, then God will start to work in your life. True inclusivity means that everyone should have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Jesus said in Mark sixteen, go into the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. That's our job. That's a little bit of what I'm trying to do tonight. I don't know how many people I'm I'm reaching on the radio. I don't know. I I really don't know. I, I, I my prayer always for this program, ever since that we've done this program, my prayer has been. God reach people that are driving around Dickinson sitting in the bathtub in Dickinson. I had a guy tell me one time he said I was in the bathtub. He said I don't I don't he said I'm I'm Catholic. I don't even want to listen to your program. I'm in the bathtub and the program came on the radio, and it was, but it was too much work to get out of the bathtub, so I had to listen to it and he said I kind of liked it. <laughs> well, the reason you liked it is because I'm just telling it like it is. And somehow, that's a breath of fresh air to people. Like, even tonight, I'm you know, I've got two, kind of two topics going, a subtopic, that this world's concept of inclusivity, which means two men could get married, a man could marry a man, then that somehow I have to accept that. Well, I'm not going to accept it because it's wrong. That's a breath of fresh air. Somebody needs to say it. You know, I, I mean... People are afraid these actors, if they say something like that, I just heard of a policeman that said something like that somewhere and he had to resign. Well, it's a free country. He should be able to say what he wants. It's not hate speech, folks. To say something is wrong. That's not hate speech. You know, it's, you know, if something's wrong, shouldn't somebody say something so people don't find out the hard way that it's wrong? and i I'd, I'd hate to wait till judgment day to find out i was wrong tell me preach it to me preacher tell me the truth preacher don't beat around the bush preacher so yes there are requirements for god's children when i came to god i had i i was a drug addict i couldn't stay a i didn't want to stay a drug addict either but i couldn't stay a drug addict and be a child of god they don't mix the Bible says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, the Lord said. And addictive substances are like a god. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve your meth. But you can't serve both. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve your liquor, but you can't serve both. You know, we do a jail ministry and... um One of the neatest things is to see people get out of jail and stay clean from drugs. But the reason is they changed gods. Their god had been a narcotic. Now it's the true and living god that created the universe. Hey, you know what? Miles and Sierra are listening today. So good to have them and their family listening. Ella, Nolan, Caleb, Autumn, Hunter. Good that you guys are listening tonight. Text me, 701 Let me just play a little part of a song.
5: Out of darkness into his marvelous light Marvelous light, come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into its marvelous light, out of darkness into its marvelous light. a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light Out of darkness into his marvelous light Come on, come on come on, come on Out of darkness into his marvelous light Out of darkness into his marvelous Chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Out, out of
2: darkness, darkness in into His marvelous life. That's an old Lance Appleton song. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and He, uh, we have been called out of darkness into His marvelous life that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us and so you know he's called every one of us he's calling you tonight you know that's that's the inclusion that god has he wants everybody to be saved and he wants everybody to know the the gospel plan of salvation you know there's no group that's being excluded from this um you know you can you can preach this to Homosexuals, you can preach this to people in prison that have done all kinds of crimes. You can preach this to uh, people that that um, are drug addicts, as I mentioned. We want you. God's church wants you. He wants you. Anyone is a candidate to be adopted by God. And the only ones who will be excluded are the ones who don't want to be included. When you start saying no to God. Um, you're you're in trouble. The gospel plan, you know Acts two thirty eight. Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the that's the response to the death to, to the story of Jesus dying on the cross, and for our sins and rising raising from the dead what do we what must we do to be saved repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins paul said in galatians chapter 1 verses 8 and 9 but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel let him be accursed Paul said, don't believe it if it's different than this gospel. There are a lot of things that people think will get them to heaven, but they won't. The only thing that will get you to heaven is faith in God. Repentance from sin. That means to be surrendered to God. I'm sorry, God, for my sin. God, help me to change. Repentance. It's a powerful thing. And then after we repent, after we believe, we need to be baptized. That word means to be immersed. We immersed a lady today. We baptized her in the name of Jesus. You know, many people, I would say most Christians in North America, have never been baptized in the name of Jesus. Some of them were sprinkled, which is not baptism. Some of you have been baptized, and they said, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost like Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, But that's not what Jesus was saying. He was saying there was a name. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost aren't names, and he didn't say names. That's why in the book of Acts, when you find out how they baptize somebody, they'll tell you that it was in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's a name. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and then the Bible said you can be filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit. The initial evidence of that is to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Nolan, young man that's listening to me, was quoting that verse in Galatians one and eight as I was as I was quoting it. It's so cool. A bunch of our kids in our church are involved in Bible quizzing and they're memorizing the scriptures. You know, we, we made a game out of it to trick the kids into doing it. <laughs> That's what I always say. But anyway, it's just awesome. And, they're, and they, they are memorizing the entire book of Galatians, um, Ephesians. What other book am I missing? Are just those two? You know, it's important that we understand. You know, we don't want to, like 2 Corinthians 11... And four, we don't want to be or eleven and three be deceived through Satan's subtlety. Because he said some, there's people coming preaching another Jesus. There, 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 people are receiving a different spirit. They're people that are hearing another gospel. You know, one of the things. One, you know, one of the reasons I do this on the radio is because I just like every Sunday night just talking at a different angle, hitting it at a different angle, Acts 2.38, John chapter 3, you must be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit. When I heard this message, I was 20 years old, and I'm never going to be the same again. I was 20 years old, I didn't know anybody that was a Pentecostal. I didn't know anybody that went to a, a oneness Pentecostal church. I was 20 years old, and I heard this Acts 2.38 message, and I'm never going to be the same again. It took. It took inside of me. 64 years old now I am. 44 years later, and I still believe this. I'm still passionate about sharing it. I was still excited to baptize somebody in the name of Jesus today. We have got to understand that, that he's calling all of us, but he's not going to put up with a bunch of shenanigans. I mean, some of these verses are really tough. Second John, verse 9, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. In, in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, it tells us what this doctrine of Christ is. It's the doctrine of Christ, it says, of, of faith, of repentance, of baptisms, water and spirit, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. You better not just accept anything. I mean, we're talking about our salvation, where we're going to spend forever. We better get it right. People say, well, Pastor Bob, what if, what if I wasn't, what if I didn't obey Acts 2.38? What if I just believed in Jesus and asked him to forgive me? Well, that's a good start. But if you're still alive, <coughs> why not do it the Bible way? See, folks, I'm not the judge. I, I, I'm not the judge. But I know what the Word of God says. The Word of God is clear. If you want to be saved, you need to repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Repentance and baptism working together, and it says, "And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." You know, Peter, when he was preaching to Cornelius in Acts chapter ten, he said this. He said, "He said I'm. I perceive. I'm convinced now." When he saw how hungry Cornelius and his family were, they weren't Jewish people, and, and Peter was surprised. He said, "But I'm convinced now that God is not prejudiced. God is not a respecter of persons. He's not. He doesn't play favorites. But in every country." Those that fear him and do righteousness will be accepted with him. Sounds exclusionary. It doesn't sound inclusive. But it's so inclusive because if you want it, come and get it. I mean, it, we've got your million dollars waiting here, and you say it's not inclusive? Feel kind of passionate tonight, maybe about it. Yeah, Acts ten and thirty five. But in every nation, he that feareth him, and worketh righteousness, is accepted with him. You know th- this. Yeah, so true. Uh, Brother Johnson sent me Acts thirteen forty six. It says that they told the Jews they waxed bold. They told the Jews, you know what? You guys aren't listening to us. We're gonna we're going to turn this over to to the, to the Gentiles, to the non-Jews. In other words, if you don't want it, it's not like I'm not going to waste my time on you. That's not what I'm saying. That sounds too harsh, but if you don't want this, I'm on a mission. I mean, folks, there have been people that have been around this Acts 2.38 message, and I pastor a good church, I'm not complaining, but there have been people that have been around this Acts 2.38 message for years, and they still haven't surrendered their life to God. I've seen it. I've watched it. And I'm going to be good to them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to treat them kindly. But, There are people that want this, and God wants all of us to go and find them. The only ones that are going to be excluded from God's kingdom are the ones who do not want to be included. Anyone is a candidate to be my brother and sister, and I don't care whose bed you've been sleeping in, I don't care what you've been doing, you're a candidate to be my brother and sister. John chapter 7 and verse 37 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. That sounds like pretty inclusive to me. Any man, you know, any man, that means you, doesn't it? That means me. Of course, that's talking about mankind there. Revelation twenty-one six, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water, of, of the water of life freely. If you're thirsty, you can be part of this. Revelation 22.17, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that, is, that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Songwriter said years ago, old gospel song, Whosoever surely meaneth me. Whosoever surely meaneth me. Pastor Bob pastors at the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Right on Interstate 94, you can't miss it, you can't miss our sign. Wednesday night, 7.30, we have prayer meeting at 7 before church, if you'd like to come and pray early. Friday morning, we have a men's Bible study at 6 in the morning on, on Sundays. 10 o'clock is Sunday school. During Sunday school, I also teach a basic Bible class, 21 lessons, just a basic Bible class. Uh, we've got a really good class going right now. It's really, really exciting. Um, lady that was baptized today is in that class. We have lessons on that. Lessons on holiness, lessons on everything. That's at 10 o'clock, and Sunday school's at 10 o'clock. Our worship service is at 11 o'clock. <coughs> in Beach, we have church service at on Tuesday nights and a Sunday service at 10 in Beach right next to the Family Dollar or Dollar General. We have, in Bowman, we have a a church. In fact, um, Yvonne and Marin are listening tonight. Good to have them listening. 18 North Main, uh, their pastor is a great friend of mine, Brother Springer. They have services Wednesday night at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 10.30. We have churches in Beulah, Newtown, Williston, Bismarck, Mandan, Minot. Did I forget anybody in this area? These are churches that preach the Acts 2.38 message. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray as we close this program that people will have caught on to what I'm saying. Lord, that that it's your desire that nobody would perish, that nobody would be lost, but that all would come to repentance. And Lord, you're wanting to include all of us. And it's really up to us whether we want to go to heaven or we don't. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us, Lord, to realize you just want our good. You just want us to do what's right so that we can be your children. Pray, Lord, for those that are deceived religiously tonight, but somehow think <clears throat> that you just accept everything or anything. Help them, God. Show them, Lord, that you also give them power to be able to be the sons of God. Not just ask them to be, but you'll give them power to become the sons of God. We pray tonight in Jesus' name. God bless. Here's an old Lance Appleton song, one of my favorites. I like the words a lot, and I like I love the harmonica. God bless. Good night.
5: In The Lord, he's going to see me through. I find my refuge in the Lord. He's going to see me
6: through.
5: Well, it's so simple. It's easy. Been working since the world was new. I find my refuge in the Lord He's gonna see me through I find
6: my refuge in
5: the Lord He's gonna see me through Well, it's so simple, it's easy Just follow what He says to do What Jesus said to Nicodemus going to say to you, cause what he said to Nicodemus, well it sure is true, you got to be born of the water, got to be born of the spirit.